Hello and welcome to the Conscious Leadership Podcast. My name is Julie Hogvin and I am the creator and founder. This podcast covers every aspect of conscious leadership and the Conscious Leadership Code. And if there is a particular example or angle or subject you would like an episode on, please reach out and let me know and I will create it specifically for you. Interestingly and sadly, we give others command and control over us without even knowing we are. We give them power over us. How does that happen, I hear you ask? Influence is powerful and can be insidious. I see and hear every day that individuals give their personal power away to others and do not even know they're doing it. The thing that prompted this particular musing was that I was listening to two people talk the other day on an open voice platform. Person one asked person two a question and person two then asked person one if it was okay to share their answer. My head was like, what the hell? What have I just heard? Why have you given up your power to answer a question you have just been asked? And you had to ask a question to give you permission to answer. Now I know both individuals slightly and I understand why and I was surprised. Both of the individuals are in business for themselves. Surely we are in charge of what we do and how we allow others to influence us. The simple answer is that for many of you, most of the time, the answer is no, you are not in control. And for some of you, some of the time, the answer is no, you are not in control. You give your personal power away and do not realise you are. And for some of you, some of the time, the answer is yes, you are in control. Or for some of you, all of the time, the answer is yes, you are in control. You do not give away your personal power unless you consciously choose to. It's a choice we make very often, completely unconsciously, and without connecting either through thought or intuition. So how does that happen? Surely we can all do that. Well, the answer is yes, we can. So why don't we? Some of the reasons we give our power away and some of the reasons this happens are because we have lack of self-confidence. We have a lack of ability to communicate. We need and look for validation and approval from others. We have a misplaced trust or belief in authority figures. We have difficulty setting and enforcing personal boundaries. We have a desire to fit in and be accepted. We really do not want to put our head over the parapet. We have a fear of rejection or abandonment. And these last three, so the one I've just mentioned and two more, are more, I'm going to say, more serious and probably come rooted from something that happened to us at a much younger age. Now, all of these, and there's 10 of them, all of them can be learnt about, repaired, healed. We can't get rid of our past, but we can lose the emotional charge that our past has on us. So number eight is fear of rejection or abandonment. Number nine childhood conditioning or past traumas. And number 10, codependency or enabling behaviour. Now, from one to 10, 
they can all be got over for want of a better phrase. The important thing to remember is that you can be whomever you want to be with belief and change. And your past does not dictate your future when you engage in change. Now, something else happens, especially when we have employed a mentor or we have someone higher in the hierarchy or we admire someone for a particular skill. We put people on a pedestal. Now, they may like that or not. They may welcome it or not. They may demand it or not. And when we, you, I do this, it reduces your, our, my power base, which of course is reflected in our behaviour. And it can also become a bit like they become your puppet master. When an individual is put on a pedestal, whether they want to be there or not, because we do it to them, and some of them demand it, less I have seen than actually we allow ourselves to put them on the pedestal, it can affect power dynamics. Well, it does affect power dynamics in the following ways. It gives the person on the pedestal an unwarranted sense of authority and or superiority. It creates an imbalanced power dynamic with the person on the pedestal having more control and influence. It causes the person doing the pedestaling to surrender their personal power and agency. And what a wonderful word that is. It can lead to disappointment and disillusionment when the person on the pedestal fails to live up to expectations. And the last one, it can create an unhealthy dynamic where the person on the pedestal is unable to receive constructive criticism or feedback. So think about for you if you do this to somebody and start to unpick why, why you do it and how it happens and how it affects you and them and the relationship and the result that you may be getting. So how do we stop it from happening? And I write this knowing I have done it a lot in the distant past and still now on occasions find for some bizarre reason it's happening again and I correct it very quickly. I also want you to hear that this is nothing to do with the respect we show to others. That is a completely different subject. Now, I have over decades learned this stuff. Being a management and leadership consultant, I've had to learn how to stand up for myself and challenge others respectfully when the need arises. Being in management and leadership positions in business, I've had to step up to the mark. Otherwise, me and my team and business would have or could have suffered. I have also requested to be investigated twice by the partnership I was in as I thought I may have overstepped the mark with clients. I hadn't either time and it has been a learning process over the years even before I knew what I was doing. There is clearly a lot more to this story which I'll share later. As an employee standing up to a senior manager in the middle of an open plan office and not stepping back when he invaded my personal space and I repeated my no, that isn't going to happen. Clearly more to the story as there always is. Asking 23 individuals that I worked with in a, in a small London firm individually who it was that had complained about me to my line manager, this was decades ago, 
and they all said, not me. Someone had talked about me behind my back and then couldn't or wouldn't say it to my face. And even at an early age, I knew that wasn't the environment for me to work in. And this story tells you so much about people and is one of the reasons I'm so passionate about transparency and culture in the workplace. Without much detail as such, there are, here are some steps to help you learn not to give away your personal power. And there's another 10 of them. So get your pen out or re-listen to this or go and read the article which will be on the website, which is judyhogbin.com. Number one, practice self-awareness. I can't express how important this is for all of us all of the time. Identify your triggers and patterns that lead you to giving away your power. Look at them, unearth them, discover them, and then do something different. Number two, build self-confidence. Focus on your strengths and accomplishments and recognise your worth. Number three, set clear boundaries. Learn to say no and learn to say no well to people and situations that drain your energy. Number four, keep your value strong. And first, you need to know what your values are and know their unique blueprint for you. Number five, develop assertiveness skills. And that's a word I have not said for a long time. Speak up for yourself and express your needs and opinions in a clear and respectful manner. Assertiveness sits on its own level. It's not an independent version between submissiveness and aggressiveness. Assertiveness is a set of skills that sit on their own and are very clear. Number six. Practice self-care. Take care of your personal, physical, emotional and mental well-being to feel empowered and grounded. And, important point, self-care is not selfish. Number seven, seek support. Surround yourself with people who support you and respect you and provide honest feedback for you, to you, from and with love. Number eight, seek professional help if necessary. Coaching, mentoring, training or a therapy intervention of some kind. And number nine, challenge limiting beliefs. We all have them. Examine and reframe any negative thought patterns that contribute to you giving away your power. And number 10, cultivate independence. Develop a sense of self-reliance and work on becoming less reliant on the approval or validation of others. Those seeds and weeds come into play and what we plant, we grow. So plant well and kill those weeds. Now, I know some of these may have you saying to yourself, how on earth can I do that? Well, please believe me, you can with learning and practice. You can learn to maintain your own personal power in any situation you are in and the more you do, the easier it becomes. Honest and genuinely, if I, who used to hide behind my mother's skirts and not say a word for many a year can, so can you. If you want to know more, reach out. I can support and challenge you through the learning and change. I can help you with the emotional change you might need. I can help you with the reframing. This is what I do. This is what I've done for a very, very long time in life 
and in business. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Conscious Leadership Podcast. And if you have found it useful, please leave a review. And if you have found it useful, please share it with others that will find it useful as well. If you want to know more about my publishing, please follow me through to the Amazon author page. And if you would like to follow me on any of my other social media channels, please do, which also includes a YouTube channel.